Have you ever buried your nose in a mountain of curls? Just wanted to go to sleep forever. Or lips. And when they touched yours, were like that first swallow of wine after you just crossed the desert. Tits. Hoo-ha. Buzzin. Buzzin' Frog. Born on the shores of the uh, Uralaba River in Rapala. Now, sooner or later, they're going to get around to offering me a plea deal. And you know that. That's why you came here to kill me. Hey, <laughs> come over here oh, to no, kill you. Okay. It's okay. Now, I forgive you. What is thy bidding, my master Joe Biden? You used pomade in your hair. You had to wear a baby cap. We're posed. I, what I propose is, is it can be done. I think we're in a position to, to really make it happen. All operations are going as planned, Master. We will surely defeat the rebel leader, Trump, before the galactic election commences. My men are ready to do battle with the Marvel scum. Watch this. Ah. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have fucked with? That's me. Well, they know I can't even move a finger, and I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they do suspect me. They're probably watching me. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of a person I am. I'm not even gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. And they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. It is July 28th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find The Daily Rob all across the internet. Go to the link tree, it's in the description. It has all of Rob's sites. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Stu, I'm not blinking because (laughs) I have been drugged. Give me a teleprompter to read. What do you want to say about this, Stu? I mean, it's been uh, reported for a long time that, uh, I mean, when he was in his basement uh, during the campaign, the campaign where he got 81 million votes. Right. Um, you know, he never came outside because he didn't want to campaign because he's a doofus. And he, um, but it was reported back then that they would drug him every time he had to go for his, you know, five minute campaign of, appearance where he would draw six people. Um, it's being reported more and more widely. I think Tucker Carlson did something on this the other night. What say you, Stu? You know, there's just so much to look into where what is really going on here. I mean, this looks like two different people. He looks drastic. Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. 
That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. I think you could make a case that he's so hopped up on stimulants that he's not blinking. He's not really emoting. He sounds hoarse. And then hours later, he seems back to his normal self for the most part. You could also probably make a case that they doctored the footage in some capacity to make him look better or something. But they, this is, it's weird enough that it sets off alarm bells for people that they think it might be a deep fake footage of him, which is fairly easy to do. The intro featured Joe Biden in like eight different movies. It could be that he's hopped up on drugs. It could be that they filmed something months ago anticipating certain events and they just didn't really think that oh if we're putting out these two different pieces of footage today he looks different you could make a case that he's was sick from covid and looked terrible but the whole issue is that there's a lack of transparency from this administration to the point where you don't even know what to think when you see something like this well, he's definitely a puppet of the Obama cabal of radical Marxism. All these ideas, all this policy that Joe Biden has, open borders, um, you know, uh, so pro-abortion, um, all these things are vastly different from when he was a, a, a senator. And, um, you know, he's being controlled by other people. And you have to think half the policy or 90% of the policy of this administration, he doesn't even know about. Others are just doing. Anyway, Stu, it's kind of like you're a caretaker for uh, someone who's old and blind and you can just rob them right in front of them and they don't know about it. Um, anyway, Stu, it is bizarre. And um, I wonder how dangerous it is too, because I know with all medication, the more medication you give somebody, the more the body adjusts to that medication, often the more of it you need and the more harmful it is. So are they killing him by giving him all this medication all the time to prop him up? Um, interesting story. Yeah, imagine drinking an energy drink that makes you feel jittery, makes you feel weird. But imagine that is on a pharmaceutical level of strength that it has to be prescribed to him. That is what people really need to be thinking about where they might be giving him the same stuff they give fighter pilots to keep them alert. But this also might be the reason why his doctor will not answer any questions. Suppose somebody says to him, hey, what kind of drugs do you give Joe Biden to prop, to prop him up? Um, the View, which I really do not watch, or I don't even care to see the clips do because of the screed of Joy Behar and, uh, and Whoopi Goldberg. It just gives me the creeps and they're so vacuous. But they had to apologize for um, making statements about something we reported on the, the other day of how Nazis showed up at a turning point event in Tampa. And, oh, okay, so you have to read this thing. Oh, 
I've got a legal note. Uh, the conservative oh, group. Sonny normally does this, but you I know, yes. I know. Yes. This is our knockoff lawyer. Okay. The conservative <laughs> group, Turning Point USA, has condemned the group of neo Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis? Is what I want to know. But you let them in. You let them in and you knew what they were. So you are complicit. We'll be right back. No one can put anything past me, okay? Um, As we reported the the other day, these so-called Nazis show up at the event. It's for optics. They have nothing to do with, with turning point. When the turning point people approach them, uh, they they scampered away. They didn't um, identify who they were. They were obviously a plant done for uh, optic reasons to make it look as though Turning Point has Nazi sympathizers. Well, Stu, as you know, we're days ahead of everybody else on the news. Um, Whoopi Goldberg slandered uh, Turning Point the other day by stating that these were... Uh, definitely sympathizers, and they were embraced by turning point. That's what they had to apologize today. But Stu, I'm going to go one step further. For the view to be on to this as quickly as they were, it seems to me the whole thing was a setup where the view knew that these uh, fake Nazis were going to show up probably in coordination with the Dirty Tricks Department of the Democratic Party, and they could immediately report on it. That's what I think happens to because they're not that bright. They're not that sharp. They're days behind the news. Mark my words. And we saw the Lincoln Project do something similar near the end of uh, Youngkin's campaign, right? where they try to do they try to set up a story so they could report about it. And, look right. and, and all the Democratic operatives knew about it. So um, Rob is right, Stu. And they were quickly unmasked as well. Yeah, because they were stupid. I mean, they're all dressed in, in khaki pants and white shirts because that's what they think that uh, MAGA people, MAGA people look like. They're and they- all dressed exactly the same. Oh, that's right. Every time you go to a MAGA rally, you see people dressed exactly the same. Did you see today's gaffe from Whoopi? Gaffe from whom? Whoopi Goldberg. No, what'd she do? Oh, what did she say? Uh, remind me, I did read something about that. She wanted Jill Biden. Oh, Dr. Jill. Yeah. <laughs> She's such a good doctor. Such a good doctor. And Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General. His wife, <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would do. never do it. But she, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I she's I a just doctor like, and PhD. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, I, I could know. be wrong. I thought she was, yeah, I think she's, she's oh. a teacher, but you know. So, <laughs> I felt bad for the guests who had to navigate that. Well, it kind of reminds me of another bit of news I had today, Stu. That. Um, Oxford scholar, uh, Hank Johnson, you know, the congressman from Georgia, he's introduced a bill in which he wants to impose term limits on the Supreme Court. And the reasoning, Stu, is because he says the Supreme Court is facing a legitimacy crisis. 
This is the man who thought if we built a building on the island of Guam, it would tip over and capsize. <laughs> and he's talking about a legitimacy crisis. Still, you can't make this stuff up. Another story today, Stu, is Twitter is going ahead with its September 13th shareholders meeting to uh, approve the Elon Musk deal. They wanted to close because it's $44 billion, Stu. As we know, Elon Musk has pulled out of the deal and he has cited that Twitter has not been forthcoming and they have not uh, exposed all of their bots, which of course affects the value of the company. Um, and a trial on that starts in October, Stu. So Stu, I suggest that maybe this thing is gonna end up where um, he's gonna renegotiate the price. Uh, but if they haven't turned over the information and they're not transparent about it, it's a real problem for Twitter. Um, still, you want to have a bet on when President Biden, I'm glad, glad he's over the virus, uh, but you want to have a bet when he catches it again. This Paxlovin has been known to you know, abate the virus where you test negative and then two or three weeks later, you're sick again. I say this will happen. Whether or not they disclose that or not, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. And this is a guy who chronically coughs already and God knows what. So I'm yeah, sure he's got a weak system to begin with. Um, um, anyway, Stu, the Fed today raised the Fed funds rates another 0.75%. Um, Stu, did you know the whole time for seven years of the Obama administration, the Fed funds rate was zero, <laughs> zero, and the economy still sucked, okay? I wrote an article about this. I have another article coming out uh, maybe tomorrow or the next day, uh, but really what the Federal Reserve doing is doing is they're trying to destroy the housing market, destroy the stock market, dis destroy uh, higher wages for workers, all in an attempt to um, slow the economy down. But Stu, we're in a recession. <laughs> I mean, these people, they do the same, pro they're process people. They say, hmm, this is what the process is, but they don't think through it. If the economy needs to be, is so over overheated and it needs to be cooled down, then um, why are we in a recession? And Stu, the way to get prices down on things is through a heated economy where we're producing more and people are competing against one another, driving efficiencies into the supply chain. That's how you do it. These people, Stu, they go to Harvard, they go to the Kennedy School, and they're just dumber than dog shit, okay? Um, Speaking of uh, dumber than dog feces, there's a lady who was appointed under the Obama administration's Office of National Cyber Director. In other words, in the parlance, she's this, this office is the cybersecurity czar. And there's a lady who just got appointed to be a deputy there. Her name is Camille Stewart. And she says, Stu, that 
the United States is intrinsically racist and the biggest problem um, facing cybersecurity is systematic racism. Instead, as we know, this is horseshit. Okay. And how does it make, does it make you feel secure that the people who are trying to protect us from foreign enemies think this way? The same people who will make the argument that the elections were hacked by the Russians are now saying that the greatest threat is system, systemic racism. I mean, yeah. just pick, pick something and at least stand by it. Right. But again, Stan, I'm always a step ahead of everybody, right? Because I have a 280 IQ. So I know these things where, where, where others don't see it. This is what their game plan is to cybersecurity. If they can say that white supremacy is the biggest cybersecurity problem, uh, what are there, six Klansmen in the whole United States? Then what they can do, Stu, is they can spy. So this is all a subterfuge for them to be able to spy on their political op opponents. That's what this is about. Dr. Anthony Fauci today, we can call him uh, Dr. Mengele as well, um, but he said this too, and this is the problem when we don't have an adversarial press. Same time, there were um, authorities that made different decisions than the CDC's recommendations, for example, on school closures, and they did not see higher levels of child mortality when it comes to COVID. And meanwhile, the schools that did close down were now seeing just disastrous levels of learning loss among poor children, children of color, mental health crisis. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're, you're, you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science based approach to make recommendations. Clearly, whenever you close schools, there are collateral effects that are negative. I have always been well aware of that. And I have always felt, and you go back and look at my statements, that we need to do everything we can to keep the schools open and safe. And by safe means, if you need to wear masks in that, wear masks, get better ventilation, surround the children with people who are vaccinated if a vaccine is available to help protect the children. He actually said this, and we know what Dr. Burke said last week, that she said that she knew the vaccines wouldn't work. I want to get your take on a lot of people looking at the president now having this and all these people who have been fully vax vaccinated and, and boosted and all of that, and they're getting it. The 20 percent or so of Americans who have not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say, well, why bother? Why bother? What do you what do you tell them? Well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. Well, Dr. Fauci today said he never recommended locking anything down. It's complete Horseshit, Stu. It's psychopathic. 
Uh, he's admitted this a hundred thousand times. It's been all over the news. He advocated this. It's- we know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms, either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then, the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions. Burks and Dr. Mengele, I mean, Dr. Fauci went to the president in uh, March 2020 and encouraged that he lock things down. And they did this based on the um, Imperial College model in England. This guy, Neil Ferguson, who's a nutcase, who predicted millions and millions of deaths if we didn't lock everything down. And of course, as we reported a long time ago, during the time he was uh, screaming chicken little um, all throughout the island nation, he's sneaking over in the middle of the night to hump his married girlfriend. Okay, Stu, these people are hypocrites and they're power-hungry, power-hungry zealots. Uh, speaking of power-hungry zealots, Stu, there's this guy over in Ukraine um, whose name is President Zelensky. And we're like the only news organization that kind of gives a balanced view of what's going on um, over in that part of the world, Stu. We report, we've reported many times that Ukraine is not a democracy um, and that Zelensky is tied in with oligarchs and he has, re- he has reaped very rich rewards, monetary rewards from these oligarchs and that money is stored over in London. You un- uncovered that, Stu. Well, today, by the way, we've given him $54 billion, Stu. Um, two things have been reported today, Stu. He's, he's got his picture along with his wife on Vogue magazine. You know, he's looking all sharp and everything. Her hair's blowing in the wind. They're a celebrity couple, Stu. Meantime, we're giving them, like Steve Bannon reported today, $9 billion a month. I just got really two to share with everyone today. And so uh, Joe Biden you know, tested negative for COVID. And the first thing he decides to do is he wants to go and essentially slam dunk on the previous president. And so he said, when my predecessor got COVID, he was taken to the hospital by helicopter. When I got it, I worked for five days. Biden mocks Trump's COVID diagnosis as he tests negative and leaves White House isolation. Our understanding of COVID was much different back then. I was consistent. I wanted Joe Biden to go to Walter Reed Hospital. Well, well, the variant back in those days was a lot uh, stronger. That as well. So we completely ignore all the science that leads up to this. And frankly, did it really seem like Trump needed to even be in Walter Reed? He was in the limo, waving at people, having a good time. I didn't, I haven't seen any footage of people outside the White House being like, yay, Biden. We hope you get better. We believe in you. I mean, let's just compare the two. Well, it's so juvenile to say that. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's all he got. That's all he has right now is I'm not as bad as the, the orange man. Yeah. And actually, I'm, um, Trump did work from the hospital, but he also was honest, like he always was. He was completely transparent about how he felt. He said, I felt not so good. And then he said, they pumped me with all these drugs and he uh, praised the, uh, the medical team. And he came out with some insights and, you know, I thought it was great. It, of course, with everything it, with President Trump, nothing's rehearsed. It, it's all as transparent as you can get. So some speechwriter probably helped uh, Biden with those comments because everything he does is rehearsed. Yeah. And then just last story real quick. And I think this is a good story because it shows you the chessboard of politics, culture, you know, the Breitbart notion that politics is downstream from culture. So pretty interesting stuff. So the Senate passed this $280 billion chip bill to build semiconductors and combat China. Now, most of our chips, our semiconductors are coming from Taiwan, and that kind of ties back into the Nancy Pelosi NVIDIA stocks, which she was forced to sell off today as well. But this was a bill that, yep. Paul Pelosi sold the stock off and he stated he had a $343,000 loss. Yeah. That's what he stated. Still. But they were essentially badgered and forced. To right. Buy. But it didn't have to even be like that in the first place. Did he sell some of those options off beforehand? I mean, you can't believe anything these people say. Could have sold it off to a trust or some sort of entity that they control. Just saying. So this, the bill passed in the Senate, heads to the House. And it's expected to be passed there. And some of the things that I thought were interesting in this were Medtronic and Lockheed Martin. They were two of the people that really came forward and pitched the president on the need for this bill as well. Turns out all these Javelin missiles that we're sending to Ukraine use these semiconductor chips and a whole lot of them, which kind of goes back into the environmental discussion of, well, I guess we just lose the resources if they, get ex if they just explode within the missile. But I guess we're not gonna have a conversation about that. And then, you know, I've owned many Medtronic devices in my life. So I would, so I thought that was interesting that that popped up. Uh, they make pacemakers and all kinds of other things, uh, defibril defibrillators. But I think the issue at hand though is what the package includes. So let's just quickly break that down. So the package includes 52 billion in funding for US companies to produce computer chips as well as well as a 25% tax credit for companies who invest in the market. It includes 39 billion for chip manufacturing companies to expand and modernize their technologies and 11 billion for the Commerce Department for Research and Development. And lastly, it includes another 81 billion for the National Science Foundation. National Science Foundation is an independent government body. It's kind of like the engineering side of the NIH. Now, as an experiment, I'm not an expert on the National Science Foundation, but I just decided, let me just Google National Science Foundation under news, and I bet I see some woke nonsense come up real quick. And lo and behold, 
the first thing that popped up was this story. NSF grant decisions reflect systemic racism, study argues. Now, an NSF spokesperson came forward and said, although the agency is proud of its array of programs designed to address equity and inclusion, there is still much work to do. But the study, as I kind of looked at, I'm kind of curious about a few things. Some of the things don't add up 100%, but the NSF funded 31.3% of proposals from white scientists versus an overall rate of 27.4 in contrast for, I guess, POC. And so that included 22.4 for Asian scientists, 26.5 for Black scientists, and 29% for Latino scientists. And then... Why do they even know the race of the scientists? Because they have to, they have, they have right. to declare it. Right, but... If... There was some kind of language that made me a little bit suspect. And so about 75% of the proposals NSF receives each year are classified as research proposals. The remaining requests are to support education and training equipment and facilities, conferences and other activities. White scientists enjoy an even large advantage over most other groups in winning research awards, the study found. And then this is the line in question. For non-research awards, most non-white groups did better than the NSF wide average. They didn't define exactly what better meant. Does that mean more than white scientists? I think the fact that they didn't specify that might imply that, but at what point is the number, when we look at like per capita, so like I know one of the things that dis the studies discussed was for every 20 proposals from white scientists, you have one from a black scientist. So we all, so we already have a per capita issue, but where is an acceptable range where, okay, it's a few points off, but we're picking the things that we think are the best proposals, not doing it by race. So what is the best, I mean, so that's the question. Is it okay to have a three point margin of error or a what is the acceptable point? Should, it shouldn't even be considered because it's it's what they're trying to do is equality of results instead of opportunity. Yeah, and so this is where the notion of equity I find opposable because in their perfect world you would have a complete breakdown where it's even across the board, but then you're not actually rewarding the best scientific proposal. In their world, the NBA would be chock full of slow white people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sports would suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just maybe white scientists, you know, deserve to get the grants because of their merit and the strength of their proposal. Oh, my God. Could that be true? And, and then it's interesting because you see these certain colleges say no to Asian students because they excel so much. So the group that really is suffering the most is actually Asian students who on the other side of the spectrum are also suffering in colleges because they overrepresent. So is there a discussion to be had there where why are Asian scientists, which are typically considered to be the overachievers, underrepresented? 
So, I mean, so is that, does that show a flaw in the study or does that show well, actual discrimination against Asians? Thing is, nobody here cares about discrimination. All of this is always a substitute, subterfuge to have money flow back to the protected classes of the left and the Democratic Party. They want to make sure the money goes to their friends. Yeah. yeah. And that's the 81 billion, y'all. 81 billion is going to go to this organization now. Yeah. So 81 the billion. Sister of, the sister organization of the NIH. Yeah. who has ruined the world through their lockdowns and their stupid science that even a history major like myself knew was wrong in March of 2020, and I wrote about it. And then funding grants for studies like sand fleas on beagles, uh, giving monkeys hormones, things that, you know, in my opinion, are essentially animal abuse for maybe marginal understandings of science or developments in science. Yeah. So, but um, that's all I got for you today. All right, Stu, you're on it. And uh, I don't know whether I told you, I'm writing an article on this right now. Hopefully it'll be up in the next day or two. But um, if you need this article, I'll send it your way from the you science. You send it my way. I'm, uh, okay. All right, Stu, go get them. Right, later. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Everybody gets the hug. Peace and love, peace and love. Everybody have the high fives that came.